Welcome to the Traveler's Guide to Life podcast, brought to you by Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley, located in Potsdam, New York. Tips for a fulfilling life now until the journey's end. I'm Linda Potter. I'm a volunteer at Hospice, and I'm also a retreat facilitator in the community, encouraging people to have important conversations. And I'm Mary Jones. I'm the Director of Family Support Services at Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley, and I'm an adjunct instructor at State University of New York at Potsdam, and I teach death and dying. Episode 5, Games for the Car Trip, Prompts and Ideas to Get the Conversation Started. Now, when I was a kid, one of the best parts of going on a road trip was the games we played in the car. Games like I Spy, 20 Questions, and the beloved license plate bingo kept us busy for hours. (laughs) Not only were they amusing, but sometimes they led to great conversations and family stories. And that's what good games do. They help us to remember and talk about what really matters. For a lot of the projects and workshops that I've done at hospice, the underlying question that we're always dancing around is, how are you going to live? Because, spoiler alert, someday we're all going to die. So having those questions, sometimes those are the best way. People like to have little conversation prompts to get them into the side door on things. Yeah, and I think that those are the most effective way to get the conversation started because people don't want to start it themselves. Mm -hmm. So if you give them the prompts, it makes all the difference in the world. When I lead death cafes, and I think that I've led about seven death cafes here in the North Country, as you go around the table, people are invited to say why they're here, but there's always that moment. So I always put conversation starters on the table to get people going. Questions like, where would you like to be when you die? I think a, a really important question for people to think about is, do you want your death shared on social media? Yes. And if so, how? Because often it's shared like wildfire, depending on the person, and you've lost control of that. So having that question posts you ahead of time to give you some time to think about it helps the person who's in charge of your social media that you've given your password to right. that can go and control that for you. Well, and you really want to be able to have that time. Your loved ones want to have time to notify everybody. Mm-hmm. It's pretty horrific to log on to Facebook and see, my uncle died? Nobody, mm-hmm. I haven't heard that. Oh, my gosh. Right. Um, it's very... Yeah, you want to have a plan for that. When my nephew died in an accidental death, um, we had a rush to my daughter at college to be able to tell her in person before she found out on social media because it went so quickly and we just missed it. And she found out on social media and there was a lot of emotional pieces Mm. to pick up from that. So that was a really hard thing. So being able to have that as a question to talk about uh, is really important. One of the questions I like is, what is the last meal you'd like to eat, and who would you like to join you? I think that's a favorite question of my students, because mm-hmm. um, they're thinking, oh, I think oh, I think I might like this. No, I think I might like that. Um, the irony in that is that as a last meal, it's going to be long before 
you die because as you are um, in the dying process, food becomes less of right. an issue. Um, but I think it's really fun to um, for everyone to talk about what their favorite food. And I hear about foods that are in their um, where they grew up mm-hmm. um, that they want to have um, for the last time. I right, think that's great. And it's a great question that leads um, into legacy. Yes. In as far as what do you want people to remember about you? And if there was a favorite dish that you prepared, or you had your grandmother's lasagna recipe that you passed down. Get, make sure you get those things out there. Right. And it, it helps spark memories. And that's, again, these, these kind of things spark good family stories. One of my favorite ones really is, what are the three adjectives that you hope people will use to describe you after you're gone? When they stand up to talk about you to give the eulogy, do they want to say, you know, she was kind of ditzy, disorganized, and a, frankly a little angry? <laughs> or, you know, she was fun and witty and always lending a helping hand. And if that's what you want people to say about you, guess what? You get to grow in and become that person exactly. and live that life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another um, obituary that I just recently shared with um, Linda was they had listed um, the person's superpower. And I thought that that was really um, wonderful. And her superpower was her ability to connect with family and keep them all connected. Right. Um, I thought that was just awesome. Right. Yeah, right. That was so that's very cool. Again, I think it's a great question. What is your superpower? Right. What do you want? How you want people to remember you and take a look at that. Um, there's some great games out there. Um, Death Comes to Dinner is one you can do online. You pick who wants to come, you want to invite. These are the questions, and then the website takes over, and people will come to your home, and this is what we're going to talk about. So they know we're going to talk about death over dinner, and the questions and the topics are out there ahead of time. My Gift of Grace is a card game. There's lots of wonderful card games out oh, there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. They, My uh, Mortality is one, and Death Talk mm-hmm. is another. And they're literal cards that have the questions on there. Right. Yeah. I think one question that's come up a lot as we're talking about the Croak book that we're doing the project is who, where do you want donations sent to in your memory after you die? And to spend some time thinking about that. I mean, Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley is a great place for those donations. Absolutely. But if you have another organization that's close to your heart, if you did a lot of work with animals or you're tight with your library, again, it's just thinking about it, taking a pause, and making time to consider these kind of questions. And it's important, particularly donations, because I see families really struggling going, I have no idea what they really liked. It's having those conversations ahead of time. You know, one organization I always contributed to, and it may be a huge surprise to the family. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, I had no idea that you contributed to St. Jude's um, every year. Mm-hmm. And and even more important, why? Right. Um, so, yeah, it's have the conversation. And you can, when I've been at funerals when I can tell that these conversations have taken place. We had a woman who was just beloved in our church, and she made every single decision ahead of time. She had her advanced directive. She had all that. She had her funeral planned down. And it was a, a cas- the casket was there. She, we had opera singing. And at the end, when the casket was coming, rolled up the aisle, Super Tramp took the long way home, was being played on the speakers. Sweet. And I just had to stand in the back of the church, and I just smiled and laughed because I just, one, I appreciated her sense of humor immensely. But I could tell that she had had these conversations. And... I, I left that feeling just euphoric. I was yes. just so happy. It was just like the, the period at the end of a sentence of a life well lived. Right. She took it all the way to the end. She took the ball all the way through the end zone. And it was just, it was fantastic. That's a, and it's super tramp. I mean, that, you know, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, and it was joyous for the family because these decisions have been made. The yeah. conversations have been had. And, you know, maybe they would have wished they to do something different. Right. 
but they honored her wishes. Right. And she had had the conversation with her family. And I thought that was the most important part of it. And I think when you do that, um, the family gets to enjoy, if you can say enjoy, the funeral. And um, because it was designed by the um, person who died, this is what was important to her. And you may not have made any of those connecting the dots until you went through the funeral. And right. it's like, okay, wow, that's very powerful. I didn't expect that. All right. From um, My Gift of Grace, one of the questions is, what habit makes your life worth living? Which I think is a wonderful question that they put in there, because a lot of the questions are about how do you want to think about your end of life, but hospice is about living, not about dying. And so thinking about what makes your life worth living may be the thing that makes you decide that you want hospice care, may be the thing that makes you decide where you want to live, how you want to live, and taking the time to think about that. And I think that we we just talked to, to somebody today about that, that it's most important to know that hospice is more about living. And, you know, if your mom or dad are really independent, then we want to keep them independent. We want them doing what they want to do. Right. And there's no right or wrong way to approach these questions. The important thing is to make time to do this. It's all part of the Traveler's Guide to Life, making fulfilling choices. So you get to the end, you say, woohoo, I did what I wanted to do. We want to thank the Potsdam Public Library for the use of their podcasting studio. So many of these great resources about conversation prompts and some great videos and books can be found at our website. At www.hospicesLV.org. I'm Linda Potter. And I'm Mary Jones. (laughs) We'll see you on the road.